0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I had Jasmine, traveling mama of two, on the show. And I felt like there was a lot that we didn't get to get into as far as where we closed out the interview. So, I have her back today. And not only that, we brought along her husband, Josh, as well. And what a fun, amazing time it was. Not only because... You know, we got to finish what we felt like we didn't get to finish last time. But we also got to get Josh's perspective on everything that we got to discuss in the first episode. So this was a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of cool times and uh, both great, amazing people. And the other cool thing, too, is we actually got to do it live. So a lot of her fans that were in uh, the her live session at that time got to watch us uh, do the full interview on youtube and so it, it was just a it was just a really great time and i can't wait for you guys to hear it so without further ado here is jasmine and josh right here on tick with me kevin hughes enjoy tick TikTokin', TikTokin, where creators come to play tick a tick find out Tick talking, a tick talking, fascinating interview. Tick talking, a tick tocking, tick talking with Kevin Hughes. You guys are in your new spot now, right? Because uh, last time I talked to you, you were in South Carolina, correct?
1: Right, yeah. We were in South Carolina and we're in Missouri now.
0: Oh, and how do you like the change?
1: Um, we like it. We actually were here last year for three months for work. Um, and we'll be here most of the year and we came back to the same campground. So, I mean, it's changed, but it's not really changed because we've been here before.
0: Sure. And I think, uh, it's colder where you're at now compared to South Carolina, right? How are you adapting to that?
1: Yes, it's very cold. Um, it, I mean, we lived in North Dakota for 10 months. So, I mean, we've been in the cold before, but it is definitely colder than South Carolina.
0: Okay. So a few things has changed since we last spoke. And I think something happened pretty automatic after we spoke last, but you now started, uh, being, you got now, you now started, uh, your business doing travel agency again, right? You being a travel agent.
1: Correct. I've been a travel agent since 2019, but mm. then when COVID hit in 2020, um, you know, of course it died down. Yeah. Um, after COVID, it, um, I kind of had my same clients that I had built up from 2019 to mid-2020, um, so they kind of stuck with me. So I've been doing it, but mainly just like for family, friends, and, you know, my past clients, but I did just open it back up to, um, I guess you could say, the public. Um, and so far, it's going amazing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like uh, as soon as you announced that, you had, including myself, tons of people jump on and, uh, you know, ask a question to try to book a trip or something like that, you know? And that's Correct. awesome. That's amazing.
1: It is. It's amazing. Um, it's been going great. And I got sick there for quite a few days. So if you are waiting on a quote, um, I'm going to try my best to have all of them out this week.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And Josh, so you work in the oil and gas refineries, correct? Correct. Yep. And how long have you been doing that?
2: I've been doing this for a little over 10 years.
0: Okay. So pretty close to the same amount of time I've been in the oil and gas industry as well. And I'm curious, so you go around to different refineries and can you go into a little bit more detail as far as what you do on a day-to-day basis?
2: Uh, so for instance, we just got to Missouri, and uh, I get to this refinery right now. I'm the only employee there with my company. Uh, so the facility has gave me work packages of, of the scope of work that they want done. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put together. Basically, I'm gonna start with a quote, and I'm gonna say, okay, it's gonna take this many man hours to do this job. <clears throat> this many man hours is is gonna be this dollar figure, right? And we 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 have all our calculations that figure into that. From there, I will move into uh, building a schedule in Primavera, which will um, tell us, you know, how much manpower we're going to need to complete it on a a timely basis and so on and so forth. And then from there, I will start creating work packages uh, for the guys that work within my company to come in and execute one package at a time. Uh, So on 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 a different job, say I'm not the first one there, I would come in. And uh, handle any uh, RFIs, which is a request for information. If something doesn't work in the field, uh, I go out, I take pictures, I investigate it, if you will, uh, and come up with a solution of how we can fix this problem. And then um, I get with the facilities engineering team and go over that issue and solution. And uh, from there, I estimate, you know, the cost that's going to uh, impact for that change. And then, um, uh, just manage that day to day.
0: Okay. So it's more on the construction side slash upgrade maintenance side of things. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess a little bit of background for me, I started out doing the flow back and then, uh, went into measurement and, uh, it, uh, now I run the LDAR group, which is a uh, leak detection, which is kind of similar to what you do. Cause you know, if we have any sort of uh, gas leak going on, I go out, investigate, see if it's fixable. If not, I have to write a report to uh, get a new upgraded piece of equipment and have someone come and install it. So, you know, obviously you know all about, you know, there's a huge process in, in shutting in a plant and, you know, shutting in flow to different directions and it's, it's a whole process. So you probably know a little bit about what I do as well. So that's pretty cool. So, what do you uh, what do you think, and how do you feel with living the RV lifestyle?
2: Um, well, it's definitely not something we planned on doing, right? We didn't we, we didn't start dating and you know get engaged and be like, hey, you want to move around the country in RV, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's it's the it's the path that God had for us, and uh, it's the path that we've taken. Um, an opportunity arose, we took it. And we fell in love with this lifestyle. Um, I know a lot of people get confused and they're like, oh, man, you know, poor people, they got to live in an RV, you know, that, like I said, this is a lifestyle that we were given the opportunity to live and we chose. Um, If we wanted to move home and settle down right now, we could, Uh, but we're still enjoying this. Um, we I'm sure if we moved home right now to Louisiana, we would probably still live in our rv for a little while uh just because i mean this is comfortable it's um it's a way of life that we've been doing for over six years so we're comfortable with it right um if we moved into a house we'd definitely be some adjusting for us yeah Uh, it's we'll still be doing this for a few more years
0: okay so if you did take that i guess leap and move back home would the sacrifice be that you would be away from your family for quite a bit of time and that's why you're Currently doing what you're doing
2: uh yeah, for sure. so uh, I think in uh, the first interview, Jess had mentioned that Ella was three weeks old when we started this, and um again I, I never I never once ever planned to travel for a living, right? A lot of people from back home, that's what they do because the industry is so heavy uh where we're from, so you know everybody everybody's family you know they know somebody that travels for work um so when that opportunity came up it, w- it was a huge pay increase at the time and so i called jazz and i was like look this is this is what they're offering me you know like what, what do you think about it she said when can when can we go so <laughs> that was pretty much the thought that went into it but yeah. uh i mean yeah it, ultimately that's why we did this right I, I didn't want to have a wife and a daughter back home right and me be on the road uh i'm 100 percent certain that if they wouldn't have decided to come with me. Um, we'd still be in Louisiana altogether. Right. I'm, I'm not one to leave my family behind and yeah, we're stuck with that decision. And I understand that, but um, I just don't know if I could do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been presented a lot as well. That would, uh, you know, it would require me to be on the road all the time and I can't do it. I'm like you, you know what I mean? Like I can't be away from my family for that long of a period of time, you know, like, right. you know, they're talking three months here, four months here. And it's like, that's almost half a year. And then I get to go home for a couple of weeks and then be on the road again. Right. So I completely understand. Yeah. I couldn't do it either, but I think it's so awesome that Jasmine was so supportive and was like, yeah, like let's go on the road together. Like I'll leave my home and go wherever you go. Like that is amazing. And that's, that's some true support. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that's a huge lifestyle change. I mean, I don't know what your, your home looked like before, but I mean, you know, going from say even 1200 square feet to I'm assuming three, 400 square feet where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge difference.
2: It was it, yeah. and it, out of adjusting it first. Uh, but when I, te- when I tell you, Kevin, uh, anything jazz does, she masters it. And, it did not take long after moving into a, a <laughs> art that she had it mastered.
0: Well, I've only been watching her probably for a couple months now. And I could already tell like everything she does, she's like on it, even on her lives. Like it don't matter if it's dinner or if she's doing her travel stuff, if whatever it is making t-shirts last night, like there, she's always doing something and it look, you know, she's always working hard and I, I admire that. And I think it's so great that, you know, you, not only are along for the ride so that he doesn't have to travel by himself and you could be with him, but you've also made sure that wherever you go, you've found something that will keep you busy and still allow you to have your, you know, time to accomplish things. You know what I mean? Like, that's huge. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm a big crafter. I guess you could say like, I don't know. I like doing different little things and then I'll get sick of it and then I'll go to something else for a little while. But it seems like I always have something to do to keep me busy.
0: Yeah. No, that's so awesome. So how is it Josh for you when it comes to the homeschooling? Like do you come home and then you have to help with homework cuz she's, you know, been teaching all day or do they kind of do the homework all throughout the day? And then by the time you get home, they're all done and it's just play time or how does it all work?
2: I would say 95% of the time I come home from work and it's play time. Right? That's awesome. As has done knocked out everything with the girls. There is a small percent of time where, um, I was also, I was always decent in math. So if they come across a, a, a math issue, uh, I will help Ella. Um, but now Ella is a math whiz as well, and she teaches us stuff. So, uh, okay, my my help has is, is coming to an end quickly.
0: <laughs> okay, and how does that work? Uh, do you guys use the Louisiana school system uh, where you're from? Is that how what they're learning from, like through I guess that school district, or yep. I guess how does that work? I've never homeschooled, so I'm not sure on how everything goes with it.
1: So right now we use a program based out of Louisiana. It's more of like a public online school, Mm. Um, but it's very different than like what kids did during COVID online. Um, A lot of people compare it to that, but it's not what that is. Um, It's more of just like a online school. Like they have a teacher and everything that actually teaches her. I just kind of help out when needed. Um, But we are – I've kind of researched a little bit the past couple months. We may be moving of more to like a homeschool, homeschool, I guess you could say. So whereas I would be teaching her more, um, but right now we are through like a Louisiana base.
0: Okay. Well, and speaking of creative, uh, something that we kind of wanted to discuss on here was you guys are now creating a cookbook, and uh, I think. First off, I mean, I could tell you guys do a lot of cooking and stuff on your lives. And I, I believe if I remember correctly, that was kind of what you started with when you went live on TikTok, correct?
1: Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty much been based around cooking, traveling, and making a couple drinks here and there.
0: Okay. So can you uh, talk about your cookbook at all? And, and I guess like how, what recipes you decided to go with and why you decided to go with them and things like that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so we don't really have like a date yet. It's just kind of in the works. Um, it will be like all of our homemade recipes. It won't be any recipes that like we found on the internet or anything like that. It'll be like Josh's pastalaya, um, our baked beans, um, quite a few of our homemade desserts, um, you know, things like that. Uh, chicken parmesan, several, several, several different great recipes. Um, and then we will have one small little section in it, um, called like our family favorites and just a handful of our close family members that we're close to. Um, they have shared one of their favorite family, uh, homemade recipes and those will be in there as well.
0: Okay. So you guys are from Louisiana and I know Louisiana food (laughs) is some good food, you know, like I can't, I'll admit, I, I'm not a very good cook, but it seems like everybody I meet from Louisiana knows how to cook and they know how to cook very well. So I'm definitely curious to see how that, uh, cookbook comes out and I'll, I'll purchase one to be honest and, and see if I can, uh, master anything. I doubt it, but I could try.
1: <laughs> sure. You will be able to.
0: So you guys do the crawfish and all of that as well.
1: Absolutely. Yes. We get uh, like in a different state and we can't get them, we get them shipped to us.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. So awesome. North Dakota. We got them shipped up there pretty much about every two to three weeks. We were having a crawfish boil. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And uh, so the company I worked for before we had a contractor and he owned the company that uh, worked with us and he is from Louisiana and he would bring, or he would do a broil for the company And, uh, holy crap, just the spices in these broils, like you gotta have a a pretty tough stomach. I mean, I'll be honest, like it, it's spicy. Like I'm, I'm half Mexican and I thought it was like pretty spicy. You know what I mean? So is that how you guys eat? A lot of your food is really spicy.
1: Um, I would say sorta, um, definitely has the kick to it. Yeah. Uh, Always put a ton of spice because of the kids. Um, Josh likes his pretty spicy, but nine times out of 10, he'll just sprinkle a little bit extra on top of his, but it definitely has a kick to it. Definitely okay. has a kick.
0: Okay. All right. And now I want to kind of talk about, go back to the RV living a little bit more. Um, cause I've come up with some more questions since the last time we spoke and I'm curious how Josh feels about this as well, but how hard was it, I guess, going from, I guess having everything you needed in a home to now becoming a minimalist in a three to 400 square foot place, how hard is it to maintain that? I mean, adjusting it to it would be tough already, but I mean, how, how has it been, I guess, not wanting to, you know, oh, I want, I want this in the house or I want this. And then everything's just starting to store up and, and get a little uh crowded in the home. And, and how do you guys do it? That's the question. Ultimate question. How do you do it?
2: So to be, when we first started this, it was a nightmare because Jazz and I are both OCD, right? Everything's got its place and um, you run out of places to put stuff, right? So it did not take as long. We went and bought a 16-foot Vino's enclosed trailer and that is our mobile storage. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: So we have it loaded down with, um, I mean, anything you got. I, I got a five-gallon deep fryer in there. I've got a, a a huge smoker in there. I've got a 36-inch griddle. We've got, I mean, anything you want to cook with.
1: A deep freezer.
2: We've got a deep freezer. We've oh, got wow. uh, a jambalaya pot. I mean, we've got so much stuff stacked in this trailer to where any time we need or want something, we've got room to put it, right? So, uh, Jazz had, earlier today, we were on live. We were making, uh, I was grinding up some deer meat. I have a, um, a commercial grade grinder that she bought me, right. I just want to pull it out of the trailer and come up in here and grinded some meat and, uh, put it back, you know? So the trailer definitely helped us a lot.
0: Yeah. And I could definitely see that with, with anything you can use to cook, like whether it be a smoker or a griddle or something like that. Uh, I know if I was in that situation, I think it would be really hard to, find a place for everything. My wife loves target too much. And it seems like every time we go there, she's spending like 500 bucks and and I don't even know what for it's like, <laughs> haven't we bought this like 10 times already? But I just feel like it would be really tough to adjust to some, like, especially for someone who likes to shop or likes to, you know, just, have new things or has decorations for every season or whatever it is, you know? And I just think that would be really hard. And I think it's really cool that you guys are able to, to do it, to be honest.
2: To add to that, we also have a storage back home.
1: Yeah.
0: And
2: okay. um, so what made me think about that was the, the seasonal decorations, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that we keep in our storage back home. And so we'll keep like, you know, uh, I, I guess like I'll call it seasons. two seasons. Uh, in our enclosed trailer, and then we're gonna make a trip home sometime within those two seasons and we'll swap out, right? Okay. We're constantly rotating stuff out of our trailer, and that's more of her decorations and stuff. Uh, but also, too, we have taught ourselves that if we're gonna go out and get anything new, whether it be clothes, um, uh, upgrade to something, or, you know, to get something, you have to give something right so when we when we go buy new clothes we're getting rid of clothes when we're you know instead of piling them up somewhere now i've had to learn how to take up less space because she had (laughs) a lot of clothes and shoes yeah (laughs) she hasn't learned a whole lot of getting rid of stuff uh as far as clothes goes but she has uh got rid of some to make room but not enough
0: (laughs) Well, that that kind of makes me laugh because uh I caught your live, I believe it was like a week or two ago, and she was telling you to get rid of all these shoes that you don't wear. So she's okay <laughs> with you getting rid of stuff, it sounds like, but she doesn't want to get rid of her own.
1: Well he doesn't wear
0: Listen, she has this this <laughs>
2: trailer is let's just say eight foot wide and she has a rack that goes from one side to the other slap full of shoes. Do you oh, think she yeah. wears those shoes every day? But I had to I had to get rid of a couple pair. I did.
0: Yeah, and I think that's typical. No matter where you are, I mean, I know my wife. We, you know, we have our walk-in closet, but I have, you know, one little little space, and that's where my clothes go and a dresser. And then she has the entire rack, the large dresser, the whole sh- the whole floor for all her shoes. So, I, I think no matter where you live, that I think that just comes with uh, with the package of a wife. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's cool. And so now I guess like I want to talk a little bit about where you see you guys in the next five years, Josh, I I spoke to Jasmine a little bit about it last time, but I'm wondering if you have a different, I guess, vision as to where, you know, things are going to go like with your work and, and your living situation and and how you want things to kind of develop in the next five years.
2: I'll be honest with you. Um, we are very unique people. Uh, as far as, uh, a lot of people, at least people I know they have their five to 10 year plans and goals that they want to hit. And, uh, I was telling a buddy at work the other day, he was like, Hey man, you want to get together this weekend? I said, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. We don't make plans because if we make plans, we're going to cancel them. Right. Mm. We're very spontaneous spur of the moment people. Um, And for me to plan out what I'm going to do next year, man, I don't even know what I'm doing next month, (laughs) right? So, uh, like, my job could call me and say, or or another company could call me and say, hey, we have this opportunity, but you got to move on to Louisiana, right? And that five-year plan would be out of the window um, because, again, we're just spur-of-the-moment people. But if I had if if I had to take a guess at what where we're gonna be in five years, um, I would think we would probably uh, be settled down by then. Yeah. Um. Now, we also <laughs> we also, again, uh, we'll have days where I mean everybody has rainy days, right? And sure. we'll have days where we're like, okay, that's enough of this. I'm ready to get a house. And then there's other days where we're like, Oh no, this, this is everything we want. Right. Why would we want to go home? Uh, so on and so forth. But again, um, this all revolves around my work. Right. Um, I mean, who knows if, if jazz makes it big enough and she can afford for me to stay home and help her become a travel agent. Dude, we might go move to Montana and, that's live up I'm there you about. know i mean uh because ultimately our only reason to go home to louisiana would be because of my work industry uh okay so heavy there if we could choose anywhere in the country to live if we both agree we love montana we would move to montana
1: so yeah. far, favorite state so far
2: yeah so
0: yeah we spoke about that a little bit last time and and i agree i mean that state is beautiful i haven't seen all of the states but I have, uh, I've driven through at least a corner of it, you know, on my way and back from North Dakota and it's so beautiful. I just could not believe how green it is. You just don't see it. You know what I mean? You don't see it anymore. This, this whole country has kind of been taken over by buildings and cities. And, you know, I just like that open feel and, and there's just so much nature. It was just really beautiful. So I, I don't blame you whatsoever for wanting to move there
2: it's a dream for now. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe one day it'll be a plan.
0: Yeah. And now, so you said that the only reason you would move home to Louisiana is for work. Do you have family in Louisiana as well then, or are they somewhere else?
2: Yes. Both of our families are, are from Louisiana and live in Louisiana. Mm. Uh, But it's no different than, than right now, right? For the past six years, we've been Uh, on the road and away from them and um, I think we're both confident that we could live somewhere else and we're fine just visiting two to three times per year you know
0: yeah how often are you able to get home to Louisiana just for a quick visit or or whatever you know
2: Uh, that also depends on where where we are at the time Um, we spent a lot of time writing uh, below Houston in Texas and that was a five hour drive home. So we went home a lot more often than we would while we're here in Missouri, where we're, you know, 10 and a half to 11 hours from home. Uh, but we definitely go home for any any big holidays or big events. Um, but as far as just going home to visit. Not we, while we're this far away. Yeah, not while we're this far away. We're, we're pretty much we'll go home for uh, Thanksgiving, probably.
0: Well, and I think it's pretty amazing. Jasmine was saying, you know, her sister will come fly wherever you guys are and stay with you and visit. And I mean, I, I think that's really cool. Like for, you guys must be really close to your family. Like it, it, it must be like, there must be definitely a tightness between you and your sister at least, you know, and for her to make that happen and come and visit you wherever you are, instead of saying, well, I don't know where you are this week. You come visit me or something like that. You know, I, I just think that's so cool. And, you know, I honestly don't, I think it would be the opposite in, in my family. I think it would be, well, why don't you just come home? It's a lot easier. Then you could see everybody all at once, you know, but she makes that effort to come out and have that one-on-one time with you. And I think that's amazing. I think that's so cool.
2: Yeah. We're both super close with our families. Um, I'm super close with my sister and I think jazz is probably even closer with her. Um, okay. <laughs> but we, uh, we both have on both sides of our family. We both have people we could call right down and say, Hey, you know, we, we need you here and they would be here. Uh, so we, we're definitely thankful for the relationship that we have with our families. Um, but oh, I'm not going to say everybody in our family is like that, but we do sure. have a lot like that in our families.
0: Okay. And I never asked Jam Jasmine, uh, the last episode, about how you guys met and when you guys got together and the first date and all of that, I kind of want to know the evolution Look, of your relationship. If, if you're okay talking about it. Go
1: ahead.
2: So I, um, I, w- I gave, I was raised by a single mom and I gave her every bit of hell I could. Uh, <laughs> and at one point I moved in with a pastor of a church and, uh, it was a Pentecostal church at the same time. Uh, Jazz, um, her cousin, had started visiting this church. And so she went with them. And uh, immediately I see her and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like her a lot, right? Meanwhile, she, apparently she thought the same thing. Um, so at that time, um, she didn't look her age. And uh, at that time, it would have been a little weird for us to date. So we, um, we actually, we waited a little while, right. We still stayed, uh, friends and, you know, we would talk and whatnot. Well, um, I was, uh, I was out with a couple friends one, one evening and I get a text from jazz and I hadn't heard from her in probably a year at this, at this point. Right. We had both stopped going to that church at that time. and Um, I get a text, and, she's, and I open it up, and it's like, hey, this is Madison Jasmine's sister. She's in the hospital, and and she's on this medicine, but she just keeps talking about you. I think you should come visit her. And I'm like, okay. Oh, well. Cool. So I, uh, I went home and took a shower, got changed, and I went up to the hospital. And what it was is she had got her tonsils out, uh, had been discharged, but then started bleeding a lot and had to be readmitted to the hospital. So uh, I went up there, and her mom was sitting with her, and, and I said, hey, you know, go home, get a shower, you know, hang out, whatever, and, and you know, I'll talk to Jazz. And uh, so her mom's like, oh, thank you, she leaves. Well, Jazz couldn't talk, so her, her throat's all messed up. So we, I literally sat in the chair beside her bed, and, and we would text back and forth. And um, I went back for about three days in a row, and uh, she finally got discharged. And then uh, I, asked her, I asked her out to Taco Bell. And we, we went in, to
1: church. Then we went to Taco you know, we, Bell. Well,
2: we went to church. We went left church. <laughs> and we went to Taco Bell and sat in the parking lot and and ate a taco. And I, I she's been hooked ever since then. That's
0: that's amazing. So a first date was kind of hospital, and then church, and then Taco Bell. That that's yeah. that's so
2: awesome. We, we never had. We never really had any um, formal dates. I would say. Uh, I never asked her, like, "Hey, will you go on a date with me or anything like that?" Uh, from that was our first time that we hung out, and we knew, like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this." And um, so from there, uh, we she invited me her her family. You know, they're real big Saints fans, and they got season tickets. And she invited me to a game, and uh, I went and you know spent the whole day with her. And uh, I went to drop her off at home, and I was like. already know this is this is the girl you know so i asked her if she would be my girlfriend and she said yeah and then um about a month later uh we were engaged oh wow yeah well how long
0: of how long of dating did you do before you asked her to be your girlfriend uh
2: i started dating her on november 17th and um i asked her to marry me on december
0: 24th Oh, so the whole thing was about a month. The whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well,
1: but our families knew each other too. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. They, we had mutual. Just a random girl. Yeah.
1: Like, we had mutual family members. I guess you could say, like, mutual friends. Um, super odd, weird situation. His sister's husband and my cousin's husband are related so like when they would have birthday parties for the kids my family would be there his family would be there so like they all knew each other so it's not like he was just like I was some random girl or he was some random guy
0: okay yeah
1: yeah so like we knew each other like our families knew each other they know each other things like that
0: so when you saw her at the church was that the first time you had actually seen her or had you seen her at? The parties and stuff before that
2: that
1: was that was the
2: first time i'd seen that that, was was the the first
1: time we met was Hmm. church and then our his brother-in-law's cousin and then my cousin they didn't start dating until they met at church actually they met at church
0: yeah wow that's crazy
2: that her um her great aunt no your aunt right no aj is your great aunt right
1: yeah, my great
2: aunt. Her great aunt took a big part in raising her, mm-hmm. and so that was the only person that I knew that I could ask. Right, so this is like at the early um, December, right? And uh, so I went to her and pulled her to the side, and I was like, "Look, I know Jasmine's the one, and I'll, I want to marry her. Do I have your permission?" She looked at me. She rolled her eyes. She said, "Boy, you ain't gonna last till Christmas." So now, every <laughs> Christmas, I remind her, like, "Hey, it's uh, here's our tenth Christmas together." <laughs> you know, so um, that's that's our little thing. Me and her aunt.
0: That's awesome. It's ten years already, huh?
2: Oh uh, well, it's been nine years.
1: Yeah. Uh, this it'll next Christmas will be
2: ten years. Okay. Wow. Yes, I'm I'm practicing for next Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's amazing. I mean, what a that's a crazy story. To be completely honest, like I I did not picture it being like that. And I think that is actually really cool. And, uh, it's funny that at least for me, I've heard so many stories of, of people that don't go too extravagant on their first date. You know, like how you said you went to Taco Bell, like my wife and I, we went to, I don't know if you guys have an old Chicago where you guys are from. Okay. But it's just like a pizza, a pizza place. And, uh, you know, nothing fancy, but we went there and like, I just feel like people who go really big for a first date doesn't seem to like work out. And and I could be completely wrong. It's just stories I've heard, but like, it just seems like they don't work out as well as someone like a couple that made it really simple. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, And and I think that's incredible that after one month you were so sure that she was the one and she knew that you were the one that you guys were ready to get married that quickly. It that's that's amazing, honestly.
2: I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, Kevin. Um every every couple has their issues and, and their arguments, right? Of course. Uh but I would say almost daily, Jazz and I remind each other that we were made for each other. Um it's it's like uh, it sounds weird, but it's almost like we're one, right? I know what she's thinking. And she knows what I'm thinking, so a lot of times we don't even talk about things. We we just know each other so well that we just we roll with it, right? And of course, if either of us have a problem with it, we will say something. But um, but man, it's like I wake up and I already know what she wants for breakfast, right? And I go, I go get it, and it's it's really crazy because I've never experienced that with anybody until mm-hmm. I met just like we. We finish each other's sentences and, and everything It's it's wild. So I definitely believe we were made for each other.
0: Yeah. And I'm assuming you guys going to church and stuff. You're pretty spiritual and religious.
2: Um, I, w- I would say we, we were, um, uh, not as much as we used to be. Uh, okay. now, now we, we are still religious. Uh, we still, you know, have our beliefs and everything, but it's, um, it's a little harder now being on the road. You know, we uh we watch church online a lot of times. Um so we're we're not there in the church, getting that same uh you know that same that same feeling, I would say.
0: Yeah, that uh, personal but, feeling, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. But um but no, we we, we are both still uh religious.
0: Yeah. Okay, and the only reason I brought that question up is because I was wondering if maybe you feel that you were destined to meet each other and that's why you met each other at church. Maybe it was like a sign from the, the higher power that you, you believe in. Like, do, did you ever feel that way?
2: Uh, I don't know if she did, but okay. uh, I don't know if it was love at first sight or, I mean, I was in the church. Maybe it was God telling me, but I knew like, hey, that's that's my girl right there.
0: wow okay so then how okay you said she it was a little weird at first and she looked young or she did not look her age so (laughs) but how close in age are you two so
2: we're five years apart
0: okay so was she i guess under 17 is that why you were saying it was a little weird at first i I was was 17. 17 oh you were 17 okay yeah. So that was basically the, the crossing we're, line
2: We're four and four and a half years apart. So, um, she was either 12 or 13, but dude, she looked 16 at least. I was right? Okay. Yeah. She's 13. So, I mean, I'm thinking when I seen her, I, I was thinking, you know, she's my same age. And then of course I found out her age and I was like, Oh no, Oh okay. no.
0: We're
2: a few years. Right. I'm not writing this off. Like she's still mine, sure. but I'm a- years.
0: Okay. And then, so how long did you, how, how long was it from, I guess that church meeting until you guys actually started dating how old were you at that point i
1: was 17 yeah
2: so we we never uh not once in those four to five years whatever it was that gap from the first time i met her to when we started dating not once did we ever talk inappropriately or uh, do anything inappropriate right it was just strictly a friendship but we both told each other, like, hey, when you turn 17, I'm taking you on a date, right, and that's, like, that's the way it was going to be, and then, um,
1: we actually didn't even talk for a couple of years in between that, probably, we probably I mean, went, we would, like, we
2: would go through gaps, yeah. where we would, we would talk every day, and then we would, we wouldn't talk for a while, and then, um, and
0: probably then she went,
2: turned 17, and she had a boyfriend, and I was like, oh, no, this dude's got to go, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and actually that was going to be my next question. I was going to wonder or I was wondering in that 5-year time period, did you guys date other people but still chatted with each other?
1: Yeah, I had a boyfriend, he had a girlfriend. Um I had a boyfriend for probably like a year and a half. And his... I was
2: just buying time. Sure. You know, he had a
1: girlfriend. About... Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. I had a girlfriend but I was like I said, I was just I was just buying time. I
1: hear you.
0: <laughs> so how did that go then? If you had a boyfriend when you turned seventeen, Josh, what did you do? And how did that go with I, I, everything?
1: I, I broke up with him. Too. No, 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 it, it wasn't. I, like I
2: never that. I never reached out to her. I knew I knew it was her birthday, right? And I knew she was seventeen, but um I didn't I you know, I might have texted her and told her happy birthday, but never yeah, like, said anything never to had her. Had
1: It was very small talk from the time we met to the time we got together. We had a handful of conversations. Like when we were going to church, like we would see each other in youth, but that was really it. Like we didn't really see each other.
2: Unless it was at a family birthday party. Yeah, unless it was like at my little
1: cousin's birthday party. That was like the only time. Um, and that was only two or three times within those couple years, um, But other than that, we literally only had a handful of conversations and it was like a happy birthday or a how have you been. But other than that, like, we didn't really see each other because I only went to the church for a couple months. Like, it wasn't years that I stayed there. Uh, Like, we would visit every once in a while, but not often. Um, So we didn't really see each other maybe five times in those couple years.
0: Okay. So then how did the conversation get brought up? <laughs> I was gonna say how how did the conversation get brought up when I guess how did Josh how did you find out that she was single or how did she find out you were single? Like how did that uh interaction take place?
2: So it, it was it was yeah. her sister texting me from her yeah, phone. I
1: was already single whenever like I was in the hospital with my father. Oh I'd already okay. been Yeah, she didn't even let me up. know.
2: She didn't even let me know. She just waited till she got sick and then started talking about me.
0: Okay. Uh, so and obviously.
2: Then, and then I didn't even ask. Uh, her sister, Madison, yeah. uh, told me that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the hospital. And then once I got there, I found out like, oh, you're single now. Okay. Well, this is our first date. This is cool. You know?
1: She <laughs> cousin to the hospital with you. Didn't yeah, she, she did.
0: Yeah. Okay. And you happen to be single at that same time. So it just worked out then, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well,
2: been together ever since.
0: That's, that's amazing. What a crazy story. I mean, honestly, I think I I find every story very unique and that one. That one definitely like is very, very unique. I mean, just from the age gap to waiting that long, but always like kind of keeping in touch with each other. And then just so happens that brother-in-laws or some sort of family member that came part of the family happened to be part of your other family. It's just that How it all come together came together was just that's amazing. Wow, what a story! Yeah, crazy. So now, okay. So, how did her parents take it, and how did your mom take it when you guys started dating? Did okay. So, like I said, I'm I'm half Hispanic. Now, if I my family. I I'm not the, they're, they're the crazy ones. I'm not, I'm not as crazy as the rest of my family. So I just know if I, I guess started dating someone when I was younger that happened to be involved in the family whatsoever. Cause like in the Hispanic uh race, I guess, I, I don't even know how to put it, but if you're married into the family, like they don't take it as a married into the family, like your blood at that point. Right. So if I were to have dated someone that like, say it was my cousin's brother-in-law or something like that. And it was his sister or something. They, they would have probably got on me and been like, dude, that's family. You can't date family. Like, you know, it, it would just be completely weird. That's on my part.
2: And to, and to like, it's, it's really confusing to explain this, but, um, this, the only reason that I was even invited to these family get togethers is because it's, it's part of my sister's family. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not related to anybody that her family married. Right. Right. So, um, because we're from small towns, of course, uh, our families knew each other, Mm. but, um, it's not like my whole family was invited to these birthday parties right it was it was it was me tagging along with my sister okay yeah yeah.
1: like his mom and them wasn't there josh and his sister are super super close so like he would hang out with her a lot and um you know stay the night with them especially like on the weekends and stuff you know just hanging out with them and he would go with them because it would be more like you know it was his sister's husband's family and okay And my cousin's family, that you know, okay, tag along with them, and then I lived with my aunt and my cousin, her daughter, and then she had it it was her kids. So we have to draw the family
0: tree for you. (laughs) Okay, no, 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 it's starting to make more sense now, and I and I can uh, see the separation a little bit better. And I never thought that like you guys were related to someone in like the other part of the family or anything, like blood related. Uh, I never thought anything like that. I just didn't know how I guess accepting the family was for you two dating and then getting married. Um, I, I, like I said, my families, they're different. So uh, it just would have been a little bit harder for them to, I guess, accept it. But I mean, that's, that's out of the whatever, but you guys, I was just curious, like uh, with the families, they all automatically loved you and uh, they were okay with the age gap and they were okay with everything and, and accepted you into the family right away.
1: Family loves him more than they love me. <laughs> <laughs> they love-
2: so um, my dad has never really been a part of my life. So it's, it's like my mom, that's, that's who has to approve of, of, you know, everything going on in my life. So, um, she met my mom right off the bat and my mom is the type of person that she's going to tell you if, if If you like it, I love it, right? And my mom, with anything I've ever done, my mom has been that way. Uh, Even with me, giving her all the hell I did. uh, You know, she... that I think that that's why... um, That has a lot to do with why I'm the way I am, right? So if Jazz, you know, if she likes something, I love it, baby. Let's go with it, right? I'm just like my mom, so uh, my mom accepted her right away. And so my sister, she already knew her very well. Right. So of course my sister loved her. And then, um, it was a little intimidating going to her family, right. Because of that age gap, I'm like, you know, I'm they're like, what is a grown ass man doing over here? You know? So, sure. uh, so I did, I, I was a little intimidated going over, but like she said, now I think they love me more than of her. yeah I'm sorry. uh they actually joke and say that you know if something was to ever happen to us and she gets remarried he's not invited to the cookouts but i am so
0: <laughs> okay
2: might rekindle a cookout or something you know
0: yeah no that's absolutely amazing that that's so cool <laughs> yeah i can uh i mean you're very likable i, I could tell you that like uh I feel like watching your lives more and more, I was like, oh man, I I think Josh and I could be buddies. Like, I feel like we had a lot in common. I was like, this is my guy. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. And I'm curious to know with her doing all this TikTok stuff. And I mean, I'll admit 100%. I've had a lot of people on this podcast, and your guys' fans are the most incredible fans I've ever. I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, I, just mentioning my name, like all of a sudden I, I like just today before you got on the podcast, I looked at my thing and i had like 150 new followers. I'm like, Whoa, where did this come from? But then I, I realized they're all following you too. And I'm just like, you know, no matter what, they are always by your side. And I just think that's absolutely amazing. And, and with you, Josh, I'm curious, like, how has this whole journey been with her doing the TikTok stuff? And how have you Acclimated to, I guess, this, this, I mean, TikTok fame in a way.
2: Uh, so it's, it's super, super crazy. But as I said a while ago, right, if she likes it, I love it. And I'm always going to be her number one fan before anything. Yeah. But there are also days that it's, for me, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, and, and I tell her, right, I let her know, like, hey, today's just not a good day for me. I'm I'm a little frustrated because I want to have a lazy day, right? I've been at work all week, but she, you know, she says, you know, Hey, I'm going to get on TikTok live. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, but I also understand that, you know, her supporters want to spend time with her as well. So, um, I would say nine days out of 10, everything's happy go lucky. Right. But there's that one day and I'll tell you what gets me on those one days is the negative people. Mm. Uh, Jazz can have 200,000 people that love her and support her and give her positive comments, but then she has four people that are so negative, right? And I, I told her earlier today, I said, it does not bother me when people talk about me, but when people talk about her, I can literally feel my blood balling and I'm just like, I can't, I can't i can't do it yeah or talk about my kids you know and i'm just like uh, all right i'm gonna go another room for a little bit you know yeah 100
0: so, uh, percent. i actually felt that way for you guys that same day you were going through your shoes actually there were some comments in there made towards you josh that just didn't made, make any sense and people just trying to i guess i don't know take the attention away. And that's what typical, typical trolls do, right? They're only there to try and take away the attention from you and get it on themselves and have a million people comment back to them. You know, even if it's not a good comment, they feel like they're being paid attention to. So I just, I don't know. I saw that and man, like not even knowing you on a personal level, I was pissed. Like I was like, dude, what what kind of person comes in and just says stupid stuff like that? You know what I mean? And, but like, the thing I loved was the way you came back at it. And you were like, I am who I am. So my wife loves me and that's all that matters. So you can just keep scrolling or keep moving on. You know, you didn't, me, I think on the other hand, I would have probably went into defense mode a little bit, you know, and just been like, dude, why are you here? And I wrote, I would have given him the attention that he wanted, you know, and you didn't do that. And I I really respect that. And, um, I, I can tell like going back to your fans, anybody that says anything negative towards you guys, which that was the only time I've heard anything that or saw anything that was kind of disrespectful. Uh, but they were all over that person. Like, holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it. I I think that's so amazing.
1: All over them quick. And I'm very, very thankful for all of my fans and all of my supporters. Um, you know that hang out with us on a daily basis, or even if it, you know they're not in there daily, but you know a good bit of the time, they definitely have our back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I have noticed that, and I, I just I admire that so much. Like, I I don't go live really at all. I, I I just don't. I um I think I've I've I have too much on my plate to to set aside a time to go live, and and if I do have time, it's like ten minutes and. I'm not going to get anything accomplished on a live in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So I really don't go live. That's definitely one of my goals for 2023. But to be honest, after watching your guys' live, everybody else's live, I'm okay with, but after watching your live, I'm kind of nervous because I feel like, like I have a lot to live up to when it like to try to compare to what you guys have and the connection you guys have with, with all the people that watch your lives. And uh, it's just, it's so nice to see, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just love when people are good, genuine people and they get the love and support that they deserve and, and they could tell that you guys are good people. I mean, even though you're on the live Jasmine, Josh always comes in, make sure he says hi to everybody and, you know, make sure he's involved in some, which way or form you guys are cooking together. You go, you know, there's always something and, and I respect that. So, Oh, I saw a look. What was that look?
2: The, dog. the, the dogs in there I, he
0: probably wants to go outside. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll let you go here in a minute, but I um oh, good. I, I just wanted to, you know, let you guys know that I I respect so much what you guys do and and uh how you guys live. I think that's amazing and and just the stories and everything you guys told tonight, I it's just incredible. Like your whole, you know, your whole persona, your relationship, everything you do on TikTok by you talking to me tonight, now all the fans that are hearing right now on your live, you're not, you're not pretending you are who you are and you never try to be someone you're not. And, and it's just, I respect that so much.
1: And that's what people, sorry. That's what people don't get. Like, sure. I go live a good bit, but we're literally sharing our real life with y'all. Like this is not edited. So people can get on social media and like, Tell me I'm a bad mom or, oh, my kid's bad. Well, guess what? I'm sure, you know, other people that have children, their kids are going to scream at some point in time in the day. You're just not seeing it because it's not, you know, recorded or right. they're live. like, this is our real life, you know, unedited and it's either you like it or you don't. So, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's real.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, everybody has a different type of parenting style, right? right? And no one should judge another parenting style unless there there is a caveat, like unless they are physically or mentally harming their children.
1: I agree. I agree
0: 100%. So, yeah. But other than that, like everybody's style is going to be a little bit different. Some people are strict. Some people are a little bit more loose. I, I myself, there was one thing you guys said uh, on one of your lives that I caught you said that, you know, you just let your kids play and have fun until they go to bed on their own. You don't have a particular bedtime for them. And we're kind of the same way. Um, I think the only difference is a couple, Like so we're a combined family. I think I told you last time, but a couple of our boys, you know, since we don't give them that bedtime, they'll Honestly stay up all night long just watching YouTube or whatever because they're like, "Oh well if I don't have a bedtime I'm just not going to go to bed and then and they've done that before and oh going to school the next morning because our kids go to the public schools it's like hell, you know what I mean like holy cow, okay, now you need some sleep but I definitely agree with that like I think that's part of at least my age group and uh I you, we're probably similar in age how, how old are you uh, josh 31. 30, okay. So I've got seven years on you, but I think the parenting style when growing up in our kind of generation was a lot different. Like it, it felt yeah. very strict, um, strict in some ways, but loose in others. Right. Because we can, we didn't have cell phones and everything back then. And it was like, come home when the lights turn on the street lights. That's, that's how it was for me. But you know, you did not ever disrespect your mother you ate what you were giving, given for dinner and, and you weren't getting up until your plate was empty, you know, and then you put away your dishes. That's the way it was. Now I feel like the kids, they're kind of like, well, I don't want to eat that. I want something else. And, and so just things have changed. And I think, uh, whoever's saying that to you guys needs to maybe sit back and I don't know their age groups, but reflect on if they're, if they are parents, like, okay, maybe the way I'm doing it they wouldn't like so maybe i shouldn't complain about someone else's parenting style you know what i mean yeah so
2: one, one thing that changed my perspective i seen on facebook one day um you know a post or a meme or whatever it was um but it was it was basically talking about parenting right we all have bad days and sometimes as parents we think that our kids aren't allowed to have bad days right. so uh you know I come home from work and, you know, Abby's in a mood and my automatic reaction is like, all right, I'm well, I'm gonna whip this mood out of, you know, or something like that. Sure. But we can't be like that. Right. She's going to have bad days. Ella's going to have bad days. Jazz is going to have bad days. and I am. Um, so to that same point, me and jazz would both rather stay up, right? We're night owls. So we'd rather stay up at night and sleep a little later in the morning. Um, so I feel like it's unfair to make our kids right. You've got to be in bed by this certain time and you have to go to sleep and you have to wake up at this certain time. Now, if we have something to do, if she's got a live session for school and she's got to be up by, uh, on, on live by 9am, then yeah, she needs to get a good night rest. Right. And I'm not going to let her stay up till three or four o'clock in the morning. Um, but if we don't have anything planned, she can go to sleep, whatever she wants. Right. I mean, um they always go to sleep before us right i'm not i'm not just gonna go in there and go to sleep and let my kid just run around do whatever they want um but like i said we're both night owls so we stay up later than they do Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah i don't like the whole you know you got to be in bed by this time i don't like it
0: yeah and so i am a night owl as well like i'm pretty much i'm up all night that's why when you were like oh is this too late for you no i'm up you know Now my wife is the opposite. She's like seven 30 sweats are on. Like I'm going to go lay, you know, the baby down and, and, uh, she falls asleep before anybody, you know, and and that's just the way it is. And I think sometimes we do try to not necessarily set a bedtime, but we try to have the kids lay down a little earlier because I think you need that, that alone time sometimes, you know what I mean? Like you're when, when your life is, is surrounded by and revolves around children. Sometimes, at least in my case, I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect with me. And my wife, like she gets she's stressed out because the kids were misbehaving, or I'm stressed out because I didn't get enough done, or kids are misbehaving, or whatever the case. And so, like, not all nights, but some nights, we're like, okay, it's time to lay down you know, mommy and daddy want to spend some, some alone time together, just watch a movie or hang out. You know, I only have an hour before mama falls asleep. So, you know, you know, so we do that sometimes, but for the most part, yeah, there's not really a a secure bedtime for us either.
1: I would say like at least three nights out of the week, probably four, like probably like more like Monday through Thursday, me and Josh lay down and watch at least one episode of TV together. Like we always Hmm have a show we're watching like we just finished up yellowstone um and we take at least an hour a night to ourselves without the kids and we watch tv or you know hang out sometimes we come in here and cook um we always have you know i would say at least an hour three to four nights a week
0: yeah and that's so important it truly it is, is. Yeah.
2: so well the first thing we do is cook all the time <laughs> <laughs> the, the point to those strolls, like jazz has shared videos with old pictures i wasn't always this big right and that's their automatic thing that they're going to go to is like oh my gosh he's so big and she's so small she made me this way
0: (laughs) well (laughs) she did it who cares right i mean
1: right that's
0: that that's to the point i was saying earlier like i'm bigger than i used to be i think that comes you know along with it like when you get comfortable and you're happy in a relationship you know it's not as important Go ahead.
1: Sorry, the dog's
0: going crazy. Oh, no problem. But I'm
1: listening.
0: Oh, yeah, all I was saying was, you know, when you're when you're comfortable and you're in love and you know, all that matters is your partner's opinion, right? So sure. if your partner's happy with you and the way you look, it's no one else's business. And no. and if and if they have something to say, honestly, and if anybody out there is kind of like that or has said something along those lines to someone, you know, I think you should really just consider not saying anything you know the common saying don't say anything if you don't have anything nice to say you know it's it's just i don't know people just
1: i try my best not to i try to just let the negative comments roll on every once in a while i will say something but i try my best not to but some days it's just like mainly when i've like had enough and i'm up to my point and somebody says something stupid I will say something, but nine times out of 10, I'll say I'm pretty good with just blocking and moving on.
2: Yeah. I would say 10, out of, 10 times out of 10, I I try to respond to him.
1: Yeah. He, but he's going to clap back in a sarcastic, funny way.
0: Yeah, he does. And it's definitely more positive, like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. Thanks for your opinion. Move on now. You know?
2: I mean, I, I think everybody has a little bully in them, you know? Sure. Um, um, I think a lot of people are a, a little bit more vocal about it, right? I, ha- I might have the same thoughts about somebody, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on their live yeah. and, and comment those things. Yeah.
1: Uh, play someone on social media because,
2: because I have the common sense to know that it costs zero dollars to keep your mouth shut and be nice. Right. Yeah. So if, if you don't, like you said, if you don't have anything positive to say, it's don't say nothing.
0: Yeah. You know? 100% have,
2: there's no reason to ruin somebody's day
0: yeah
1: I never agree going through either like just because somebody has a smile on their face and they're happy you know from what it seems like you never really truly know what someone's going through
0: yeah that, that that's 100% correct I mean you look at somebody and you know I've met a lot of people on their lives on TikTok and they look like you know everything in their life is perfect. And then I've talked to them, you know, and there were some episodes I didn't even release because when they got on there, it was just, uh, they let go of everything. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to put that out in public. If they weren't comfortable with exposing it to anybody. Oh, Oh,
2: sorry. sorry. No, nope.
0: <laughs> nope, you're good. All I was going to say was, you know, if they didn't feel comfortable enough to, um, explain to the people that watch them what's going on. It's not my job unless they gave me the permission to, to expose them in that way, you know, and uh, I don't want to hurt anybody. And I don't, I I want everybody to know that, you know, when they come onto my show, I respect them a hundred percent and I'm going to respect whatever it is that they do and don't want. And um, I think everybody should at least try to be that way. You know, it's, it's important because like you said, we don't know what everybody's going through and, there are just too many people that when they get bullied to the point where they want to take their own lives because other people aren't being considerate and understanding that they have stuff going on right it's like the worst thing ever like i i've i've been seeing so many people that i've watched on tiktok and even spoken to dying recently you know and and taking their lives and it's just it's so horrible and i wish people would just understand a kind word goes so much further than a negative comment, you know?
2: Yeah. But yeah, I like don't know. I just, like I said earlier, Jazz could have 200,000 positive comments and it's just those, those few negative ones that will ruin your day.
1: Literally yeah. ruin. Like sometimes like if that happens some days, it makes me just like not even want to get on TikTok. Yeah. Like you don't even know how many times I've thought about just the deleting the app. Like I don't, I'm very um I appreciate it, like I love all of the love and support that everybody shows me. There's been so many days I literally just like wanna press the delete button and never look back.
2: I'll talk her out of it
1: yeah, <laughs> but yeah, because like sure, has it helped our family in several ways? Absolutely, do we need it? No, we survived on Joshua's income for six years now um does it help? Sure. But we don't need it. So I could literally press that delete button and never look back. And I've thought about it. I've almost done it several times. And then he's like, no, just put your phone up for the day, leave it alone. Like there's been times, quite a few times I've taken like a whole week just away from TikTok because of how toxic it can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that seems to be a pretty common thing when, uh, when you get up to a point where you have a ton of followers and people love watching you. And, and sometimes even if you don't get a single negative comment, even at that, um, even those times it, it could be too much, you know, it's like, okay, I'm a little overwhelmed. I need to step back, you know, put the phone away, not get on the app for a week or whatever, a couple of days. And I, I think people will understand, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to tell yourself, like I've caught myself like one not wanting to release a, a podcast on, on a week you know because i'm so overwhelmed with everything else or you know recently i've had you know I, since the beginning of the year i've had five people that i know have passed away and it's like some of those days i'm just like i don't want to do any editing i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to do anything and and it's good to do that sometimes you know and i think people that if they truly care about you and and love the content that you're giving they are accepting of that because they will understand, you know? And uh, so I, I don't think anybody, at least that love and care for you guys will, will ever fault you for that. So if, if you go missing for a week, we will probably know you might get a text from me saying, Hey, everything good. But <laughs> right. you know, I, I don't think that uh, anybody will fault you for, for not going live for that time period, you know?
1: Right. 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 For sure. But,
0: well, you guys, this has been amazing and I don't want to kill your phone. Um, I wow it's already been over an hour it's crazy but I seriously love you guys I cannot wait till either you come to Colorado or we run into each other somewhere because I would love to hang out with you guys in person seriously
1: I actually have a friend flying to Colorado in a couple months and I don't know what part they're going to or even if they're going to have any extra time but like if we could meet up with them and then meet up with you while we're there that would be absolutely amazing
0: you let me know and I'll make it happen for sure
1: I think they're going in June. I'm going to have
0: to talk to her. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll make that happen. And uh, yeah, this has been so much fun. And I'm glad we got to have Josh on this time and, and, uh, you you know, get his side of things. And this has been, this has been great. And I know everybody watching live right now. um, I'm going to speak for you a little bit, but we all love and appreciate what you guys do on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, and just know that, like I said earlier, you have, the best fans I've ever seen on TikTok ever.
1: So they are amazing. And I wouldn't be where I am without them literally.
0: Yeah. Well, it's so great. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm going to let you go on with your night and you know, we will keep in touch. I will always be on your lives like I am. And, uh, if you ever need anything, please reach out, please.
1: Of course. Thank you. And you do the same.
0: I will. Alright guys, well you have a good Talkin', night.
1: You too. All right, Tick too. Talking, All
0: right. Tick tocking with Kevin Hughes. How fun was that? I told you like that first episode was really, really fun with Jasmine. And this just made it even more great to have her husband on and get his perspective and, and just hear about everything that you know they've done together and just a fun time. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. And as always, I will have another wonderful guest for you right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. So if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.